Hello and welcome to the Analytical Chemistry Podcast for May 2014. I'm Antonella Mazur, Managing Editor of the Journal. On today's episode, we'll speak with Professor Kazuma Mawatari from the University of Tokyo in Japan. In our May 6th issue, Kazuma co-authored a feature article with Assistant Professor Kazuo, Assistant Professor Shimuzu, Senior Researcher Dr. Pihosh, and Professor Kitamori. The feature is entitled Extended Nanofluidics, Fundamental Technologies, Unique Liquid Properties, and Application in Chemical and Bioanalysis Methods and Devices. The May 6th issue includes this feature as well as many other research articles and is available online at pubs.acs.org ac. For more highlights from analytical chemistry, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com an underscore chem and follow and like us on Facebook at facebook.com analyticalchemistry. Over the past two decades, microfluidic technologies, which typically utilize microspaces on the order of 10 to 100 microns, have rapidly progressed. Advances included integration of fluidic control methods, detection technologies, fabrication materials and methods, and surface property control methods. Recently, these microspaces have been scaled down significantly within the range of 10 to 1,000 nanometers, often referred to as extended nanospaces. Kazuma joins us today to discuss the many advantages to these extended nanospaces. Hello, Kazuma. Welcome to the show. Hi. To begin, can you offer our listeners a brief history on microfluidic technologies? Okay. The basic concept of the micro-integration of the fluidic systems was proposed in the early 1990s. The first target as application were mainly DNA protein separation and the detection. At that time, the technologies for the fluidic control used was electro-automatic flow and director process, and the fluorescence-based methods were applied for the detection. Very rapid and ultra-small volume DNA analysis was successfully demonstrated, and the importance of the microfluidics was widely recognized. Since then, many fundamental technologies were developed to realize more general integration methods, which included fabrication, surface modification, fluid control detection, and cell handling methods. From 2000, the application of the microfluidic technology expanded very rapidly into general chemical and biological fields. Currently, many practical microsystems are being developed for the commercialization, while new applications are still investigated, such as tissue engineering, biomimetic systems, and energy devices. Compared with microfluidics, nanofluidics, which target 10 to 100 nanometer space, is a relatively new research area. I think the publication on nanofluidics increased from 2003 or 2004. Due to the very small spaces, which is comparable or even smaller than the wavelength light, there were many technical challenges for the nanofluidic researches. As shown in the history of the microfluidics, you know, technological development expands the applications and the research field itself. Similar to the microfluidics, the early papers on nanofluidics utilized electric automatic flow and electric forces. In recent years, many fundamental technologies were developed for the fluidic control, surface modification, and the detections. Now the nanofluidic fields are rapidly expanding. Therefore, as a timely review, we wrote a feature article in the Analytical Chemistry Journal. Excellent. Can you describe some of the recent significant advances and the benefits of these advances? Okay, good questions. In nanofluidics, you can experience many unique characteristics of liquid which are quite different from those in microfluidics. First example is ion behaviors. Electric double layers are well known in electrochemistry and interfacial chemistry. The electric double layer typically ranges from one to several hundred nanometers in length, depending on the ion concentration. In bulk scale, the property of the electric double layer are ignored due to the small scale compared with the total size. 
However, if you look at the nanochannel, the size is almost comparable with the length of the electric double layers, and the effect of the electric double layer becomes dominant in this space. The surface charge significantly affects the ion distribution. By utilizing the electric double layer, many unique chemical operations were realized for separation, concentration, and ion enrichment. Ion rectification is also a good example, which was realized by surface modification and the control of the channel size. The other is the unique liquid properties in these spaces. It's well known that the liquid properties change when the space size becomes molecular size. However, the size that the liquid property change remained unrevealed. Owing to the recent technological development for the nanofluid researches, many unique liquid properties were reported, including viscosity increase and the enhancement of the proton mobility, increase of the proton concentration, decrease of the dielectric constant, acceleration of enzyme direction, so on. Interestingly, most of the properties changes when the space size became smaller than 1,000 nanometer. These unique liquid properties are summarized in the feature article. Currently, it's considered that the surface functional group, for example, cylinder groups and the geometry of the channel cross-section are playing an important role in the property changes. Unfortunately, the mechanism is still unclear and the systematic investigation required to reveal why such properties are induced in the quite larger space than the molecular scale. If we consider the benefits of the unique liquid properties, we can realize unique chemical devices by combining nanofluidics with microfluidics. For example, if you use the enhancement of the proton transfer, microfuel cell can be realized by utilizing nanochannel as a proton conductor. Conventional proton exchange membranes are not suitable for the microintegration due to the weak mechanical strength and the easy degradation. Other unique devices is now under development. Finally, I should emphasize the merit of just a very small size of the nanospace. The volume becomes as small as the femtoliter's attoliter scale, which is several orders smaller than the volume of the single cell, which is picoliter scale typically. That's why the integration of the analytical functions in the nanochannel can provide high functional and very sensitive analytical technologies for the single cell. Now, single cell analytical technology is highly required in the cell biology and the medical diagnosis. I should say that the space is also suitable for the single molecule handling and the detections. So then, are there any improvements or further enhancements needed for these technologies? Yes, I think that the important step is to understand the mechanism that those unique liquid properties are induced by both of experimental and the theoretical approaches. In particular, theoretical approach by numerical separation will help us to understand the microscopic behavior of the liquid when confined in the 10 to 100 nanometer spaces. However, there are still technical challenges. Compared with the molecular size space that conventional nanotechnology targets, 10 to 100 nanometer nanochannel are too large for calculating involving the entire volume. Therefore, simple liquid model to allow the calculation is required. For this purpose, microscopic structure information should be revealed by experimental approaches while ultra-high sensitivity is required to detect the signal from the nanochannel. For emerging device application, cost-effective and scalable nanochannel fabrication and surface modification will be challenging engineering topics. How far can these nanospaces be extended? Do you think these will become even smaller? Yes, it's a good question. The question depends on from which side the molecule behaves as a liquid. At current stage, we cannot answer the question clearly. The state-of-the-art nanofabrication technology now allows the nanochannel fabrication to single nanometer level. Several groups actually observe the capillary fling phenomena in the channel, which means that the liquid confined in this single nanometer channel behaves as a liquid. However, 
there are possibilities that the leaked properties are largely changed in this size region. That's why systematic investigation of the many liquid properties are required to see how the liquid in this space is different from the bulk liquid. The kind of liquid, for example, protonic or hydrogen bonding, non-hydrogen bonding, and the combination with the surface functional group should be carefully taken into account for the investigation. In single nanometer space, such as mesoporous silica, the liquid behavior is sometimes explained by introducing absorption layers, which shows rather solid-like properties. The Careful observation of the transition from bulk liquid to the absorption layer will provide an answer to the question that how far the nanofluidics can be extended. Finally, this question comes from a listener who visited the analytical chemistry booth at PitCon this past March, and they'd like to know your tips on a successful publication. Okay, it's a difficult question for me. I also want to know how to realize a successful publication. But I have brief comments on the preparation of the manuscript. From my experience, introduction part is quite important, beginning with the explanation of the research background, technological requirement, and the current technical issues. Your original idea and the original approach should be clearly presented. In results and the discussion part, the progress should be quantitatively discussed by comparing with the conventional technologies. In concluding part, the impact of the results and the applicability to the other area should be added to show the importance and the generality of the results. Fascinating work, Kazuma. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. That's it for today's show. Thanks to Kazuma for joining us today, and thanks to all of you for listening. Is there something you'd like to hear on a future show? Send us your ideas to analytical at acs.org. Tune in next month for more highlights from analytical chemistry and visit us online at pubs.acs.org.